from California Family Council. Very happy to be with you live now on the radio on AM 1680, The Answer, in Fresno, California. Uh, But for those of you around the state and around the country who are not listening to us live, you can always find our new show at lifefamilyliberty.net. And very excited to be starting up new episodes. It's been a couple of months since we used to do these, and part of the driving force for why we stopped doing them is because my guest on our inaugural version of the radio program uh, left he abandoned me. He he he, he bolted town. Uh, well, I stayed in town. That's I just true. Went to a different job within he, the same town. That's true. So I guess I can't really get that upset. Uh, that that voice, that sweet dulcet tone that you hear, is my good friend John Girardi from California Family Council, formerly, and now from Right to Life of Central California. John, uh, obviously, people who are listening on the podcast, this is going to seem just like normal. They're going to look yeah. and see. Oh yeah, you know, look. You've oh, been, there's, uh, there's Jonathan and there's John. That, that's right. It's usual. But and, no, I, I have abandoned Jonathan. I have a new job. I'm working at uh, Right to Life Essential California, which is a regional pro-life organization. And for those of you who are regular AM 1680 The Answer listeners, I have a radio show also on Thursdays at 9 a.m. So Jonathan and I might just pool our resources. We may. <laughs> we just keep uh, doing each other's radio shows. Yeah, we may do a little bit of uh, a little bit of shared uh, shared work from time to time. We may share back and forth what the different shows are. Um, and that's fine by me. The more information we can get out, both statewide and nationally. It's fine by me. Um, and as I said, you'll be able to listen to these shows um, on our website. Uh, we'll put a link there. But then we also have a direct link that takes you to our SoundCloud page where you can either stream it online anytime after the fact, or we will have a link up for the podcast subscription. You can subscribe either via RSS, you can subscribe via iTunes, however you want to do it. Um, we will have that set up probably by the end of today, which is Monday, April 3rd, so people can listen in. These episodes, obviously, we will sometimes have a little bit of the local Fresno, Central Valley flair, but we're going to try to focus mostly on issues related to the sanctity of human life, the importance of family as it relates to marriage and parental rights, and then the necessity of religious liberty. But we will also cover. Is that why you called it life, life. family, liberty? Like that's the whole point of the show to talk about uh, the pro-life issue, religious liberty, and family issues. It's a it's a very self-descriptive title. So uh, hopefully people will be able to remember that. And we figured lifefamilyliberty.net is a pretty easy website to remember. So you can share that with your friends. You can bookmark it. You will not be able to listen live on SoundCloud. You'll have to wait until the episodes are uh, posted afterwards. And part of the reason for that is we want to make sure that people who are local and even people who are across the state uh, do listen in live on AM 1680 The Answer. So if you want to listen to the Central Valley's best conservative news opinion and insight, AM 1680 The Answer, you can go to my1680.com. Now, no disrespect to our friends at 580 KMJ or at Power Talk 96.7. No, we don't need to respect them. We don't need to respect them. You know, I mean, we, (laughs) I I think the important thing to realize is that there is only one Salem Media affiliate here in the Central Valley, and that is AM 1680 The Answer. That's where you want to go for your home of our friend Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, Jim Franklin, Dennis Prager. The only one you really care about is Hugh Hewitt. Well, that's true. Okay. But I wanted to talk a little bit for people who are maybe just tuning in. This is the first time you've ever heard myself, uh, you've ever heard of California Family Council. I want to give you a little bit of a background about the organization. And then when we come back from our first break, I'm going to actually ask uh, 
John Girardi to talk a little bit about what his organization is doing now because I want to kind of give him a give him his due. He, he when when he left uh, last year in September, he didn't really get a, a proper send off with the podcast audience. So, ah. for those of you who wondered how he kind of just dropped off the radar, and you want to know more what he's up to, I want him to be able to share a little bit of his bio. Um, I'll share a little bit more of my bio in this segment, and then. Once we get back with that, we do have some updates about things happening in Sacramento, and we do want to also give an update on what Jim Franklin was talking about earlier in today's show, if you're listening to AM1680, with the confirmation of Neil Gorsuch. I do want to say, though, for those of you who are listening, uh, we are going to focus a little bit more tightly on those three subjects, life, family, liberty, which is, again, the name of the show. Uh, we will not, since we are a 501c3 organization, we will not be directly engaging in any sort of politics. We won't be advocating for the election or for the defeat of any specific candidates. We will be, from time to time, talking about specific pieces of legislation that are coming up in front of the California legislature, uh, in front of the United States Congress, the Senate, and we will talk a little bit about you know regulatory issues and things like that. We actually have some very interesting things on the regulatory front regarding the Congressional Review Act and the tie-breaking vote that Mike Pence cast last week Woo-hoo. to defund Planned Parenthood. Yeah, that's really huge. Uh, but in the in the well, John, what were you going to say about that, real quick? Oh no, just it, it's important to have a good vice president, and uh, that tiebreaker vote uh, uh, confirms it. We're going to able to cut off a lot of uh, federal funding that goes through states uh, that a lot of states don't want to give that funding to Planned Parenthood. So we'll be talking about it more, but it's good to have a good vice president. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm very excited about that to see what is going to be happening uh, with that moving forward. I think the Congressional Review Act, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's some really interesting things. I mean, things. it's such a thrilling sounding term, the Congressional Review Act. I mean, good Lord. I know. <laughs> if people are on the edge of their seats. Oh, it's about regulatory law? Oh, boy. I'm glad I tuned into this show. <laughs> I know. You, you, ha- you have no idea the twists and turns that will be coming up from this. And, and again, that's spoken from an attorney. So if you know if the attorney thinks it's boring. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's why I'm not practicing attorney anymore i'm running a pro-life organization that's i yes like many wise people he got out while he could while the getting was good so we uh want to go ahead and talk a little bit about let me let me just give you a background about california family council before we take our first break here in a few minutes uh California Family Council is the only family policy council for the state of California. Family policy council is a special term to designate an organization that works very closely in individual states with Family Research Council, with Alliance Defending Freedom, with Focus on the Family, and with Family Policy Alliance. So we are the only one of those that is in the state of California. We're one of 40 state-based groups around the country. We have some great friends and partners that run similar groups in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, in Washington State, Texas, most of the states you would consider, and not surprisingly, states like, oh, Vermont, for example, do not have family policy councils yet, but we're working on that. The goal is to get up to 50 eventually. Uh, We work, again, as I said, based on the title of the show, specifically on the issues of life, family, and liberty. My real heart, my real background is in the pro-life movement, so I care deeply about all issues related to the sanctity of human life, whether that's euthanasia, stem cell research, abortion, things like that. Uh, we are obviously facing a huge issue with those uh, those topics here in the state of California with uh, crazy laws trying to infringe on the sanctity of human life with California recently last week pushing 15 felony charges onto David Daleiden. And it's just 
shocking that they would try to do that, but he and many other people that I've heard seem pretty confident that this is an overreach and it's going to be thrown out. Which, just as a side note, John, I don't know if you saw this, but even the L.A. Times came out with an article opposing yes. those charges. Yes, that was the thing of mine that you retweeted. That's right. Or something. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's uh, kind of wild how uh, extreme uh, the state of California is going just as a pure act of political retribution against David for, you know, socking it to Planned Parenthood right where it hurts, right in their pocketbook. So uh, it's pretty obviously political payback. And I think you talked about this, obviously, a lot on Thursday. Uh, one thing that I don't know if you knew, uh, I am very bummed. I hate to tell you. Uh, I, we should promote your, uh, your coming speech for people who are local here on Friday morning. But I will not be at your speech. After telling oh, people that I was looking forward to it when you're going to speak to the Catholic Professional Business Club on Friday morning, uh, also on Friday morning, you can mention this in your speech, David Delighton is doing his perp walk in L.A. Oh, at the county courthouse. Okay, so, so you're going to be there for that. We are doing a rally outside the L.A. county courthouse this Friday morning uh, talking about the fact that it's just absolutely an egregious abuse of power and, as John said, political payback for David Delighton and Sandra Merritt to be uh, basically attacked where similar situations in other topics have been totally ignored. Uh, a perfect example of this that was discussed in many of the articles we've seen is that several years ago uh, – it was actually right here in Fresno. There were allegations of uh, animal cruelty at a fa- foster farms plant here in the Central Valley. Mm, golly. Yeah, I know. That sounds awful. It was, it was um, incredible, yes. And how did they discover those allegations of you know, cr- either criminality or at least, quote-unquote, inhumane treatment of animals? Well, it was an undercover video. Sure. And guess what happened? The state of California— did not prosecute the undercover video makers? They did not. They actually went after our friends here at Foster Farms. They went after the local business that was supposedly violating the rights of chickens. There you go. Rather than talking about the fact that you had a incredibly violent and extreme and, you know, frankly, v- evil practices being conducted selling the body parts well, of well, aborted children. Well, Jonathan, I mean, there's it's totally different situation. I mean, there you have a huge, powerful industry, and you had uh, powerless reporters who were speaking truth to power and who were investigating corrupt practices by an entity involved with the sale of, bo- of body uh, chicken parts. Yes, <laughs> um, that's right. <laughs> and and this is totally different because that's right because the abortion industry is just a wonderful, pure nonprofit world. It, it has no profit motive whatsoever. Uh, they only care about helping women, and they certainly would never be involved with things like selling the body parts of unborn children for profit or anything illegal like that that Congress has uncovered. Absolutely. Or wait. And that's that's just an example of some of the stuff we're going to be talking about on Life, Family, Liberty. When we get back, I'm going to let John take it over a little bit and talk about his new organization, the great work they're doing here in Central California and around the state. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on Life, Family, Liberty on AM 1680, The Answer. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty, a radio show on AM 1680, The Answer in Fresno, and a podcast on LifeFamilyLiberty.net. I am your host, Jonathan Keller, from California Family Council. Very happy to be back with you. I appreciate all of you who are listening in live here in Fresno, beautiful Central Valley. It actually is a really beautiful day. We had a great weekend, lots of great events here in the Central Valley, uh, including Big Hat Days in Clovis. Uh, There was also a, a great big 
event called City Fest on the uh, grounds of Save Mart Center. Uh, I went there yesterday, had a great, inspiring uh, evangelistic message from Luis Palau. And uh, great to see some of our friends from Pregnancy Care Center there and other organizations. That was encouraging. And um, I'm happy to have a special guest. He, I don't think he'll be here for every one of our episodes, but he'll be here from time to time, just like I'm a guest on his show from time to time. There you go. Uh, John Girardi from formerly California Family Council, now with Right to Life of Central California. Yes, and indeed. For those of you who are listening live, you obviously know John. He has his own radio show here every Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m., but... I wanted to make sure that people who are listening on the podcast have a little bit of a chance to kind of get the closing thoughts of his story, uh, why he left CFC, broke all of our hearts, you know. It was because Jonathan fired me. No, no just that's right. Uh, <laughs> no, so I was working for Jonathan at California Family Council as sort of the legislative analyst assistant, basically someone to for Jonathan to talk to in the office so that's he wouldn't pretty be much climbing it. up the walls. That's pretty much I'm, it. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on at the office right now. I think he's just huddled in a corner crying. Um, but no, uh, I uh, was hired by Right to Life of Central California, which is a great regional pro-life uh, educational outreach organization. Uh, we do a lot of work in schools and churches, giving presentations to youth and youth groups um, on the pro-life message. And we do we organize the Rachel's Vineyard post-abortive retreats for people who are hurting and suffering from abortion. So that's what we do. And uh, we have a show here on AM1680, The Answer, on Thursdays. Jonathan is on very often, for those of you who listen frequently. Quite frequently. Um, so I'm, I was sad to leave California Family Council uh, just because I love Jonathan and I really believe in the work that California Family Council does. Uh, but I'm happy to be uh, doing, doing my own thing and doing something that I think is really great, really important, and meaningful for the community. In addition, this is actually Jonathan's old job. Jonathan used to be the director at Right to Life of Central California, and then he, he left for California Family Council. So Everything Basically, comes just, full circle. I just do whatever Jonathan does. That's, <laughs> that's my, that's my uh, path in life. That's right. And I'm very, I'm very happy to have John here. The reality is, for those of you who don't know, if you're listening uh, online, uh, a lot of people, for some reason, they assume that I live either in Sacramento or in Southern California. Yes. But no, I no, have chosen to live in the most inconvenient place in the state <laughs> well, for in some flying. Ways it's and, you no. can drive up and drive down. Yeah. That's true. The, the, the driving is a fantastic thing. The yeah. fact that you can get all, to about. 85 to 90 percent of the population in the state uh within about a four-hour drive is pretty remarkable there you go now it depends on the time of the day that you're driving whether that's four hours or eight hours but let's not get into los angeles traffic patterns on a show that's allegedly about life family and religious liberty probably a good idea so moving right along john I, i do want people to understand though before we uh hit our middle of the show break here at 9 30 a.m which time has no meaning for those of you who are listening on the podcast. No. But just, just to, we're trying to figure out how you balance this as both a radio show and a podcast. So we'll see. Hopefully people enjoy it. But tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing at Right to Life of Central California. I know you guys have quite a few different outreaches and events. Uh, again, for people listening locally, I know yeah. you have an event coming up at the end of this week. Yeah. You have an event at the end of this month. Well, I'll, I'll be, uh, we do a number of different speaking engagements. I'm going to be speaking for the Fresno uh, Catholic Bus- Business and Professionals Club at uh, Pardini's at uh, 7 a.m., 7.30, I believe. Uh, 7 a.m. at Pardini's in Fresno this Friday. Um, and uh, in addition to that, 
I'm available to speak for churches or groups. I can speak about abortion law, basics of abortion. Uh, give us a call if you're interested, uh, 559-229-2229. Uh, and at the end of this month, Thursday, April 27th, at New Covenant Community Church, we're going to have a pro-life educational conference, uh, our annual educational dessert on end-of-life issues and assisted suicide. And we've got uh, two really good speakers and me, so two good speakers, one bad speaker. Uh, <laughs> our two speakers are going to be Jennifer Heyman, who is a registered nurse. She was the head of California Nurses for Ethical Standards. Uh, she survived a coma and remembered everything during it. Wow. And can talk about how the doctors were trying to harvest her organs, and her pro-life husband said, no. Yikes. And she has a lot of good guidance to give on end-of-life decision-making issues. Uh, Julie Grimstad is another one of our speakers. She's an ex- she's been a long-time stalwart in the anti-assisted suicide movement and will have a lot of great resources for how to make ethical sort of end-of-life decision-making choices for your loved ones and for yourself, how to plan. And uh, I will be talking about the legalization of assisted suicide in California and why it is bad, other than the obvious. So. Wow. Well, that'll be really good. And the, the date and time again for Thursday, that. Thursday, April 27th at 6 p.m. at New Covenant Community Church. You will probably be hearing more ads uh, for that event on AM 1680 The Answer. Uh, we're going to be sh- shooting some promos this week. Um, recording some promos this week. We're not really shooting. That's <laughs> a radio station after all. Uh, but you can go to uh, Facebook. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Just look for Right to Life of Central California on Facebook or Twitter.com slash Right to Life CA. Awesome. And I encourage you all. I think that I'm going to be in town then. I put it on my calendar. Looking forward to attending. Uh, John is being very modest, but he is a very good speaker, and I'm very excited to have him at the helm of Right to Life of Central California. It's actually kind of fun because now I get to work with him, and you know, I still get to invite him on my radio show. And you don't have to pay me. Exactly. That's, that's really the best part. I mean, he is still going out here and doing great work. I can promote his speaking engagements. I can even sometimes invite him to come with me to different events in Sacramento or around the state, but I don't have to pay for his salary. There you so, go. What a deal. As much as I love him and his wife, Holly, and uh, their two beautiful little girls, uh, it, it is nice to have that off the books. <laughs> so, um, and he's actually, he's actually making a little bit more because we at CFC are very cheap, and he is, he is making far, far closer to his actual worth uh, as a you, – you, you, Well, I don't know about that. Did, no. you, did you mention the fact that you are a, uh, a double domer? A, uh, yeah, I'm a graduate of the University of Notre Dame and Notre Dame Law School. So I've been suffering through terrible football seasons and – uh, but but yeah, I, I am actually an, uh, an attorney in the state of California, and uh, yeah, so I guess I'm able to bring some slight unique insight to some of those issues as it relates to abortion. My, my last paper that I wrote in law school was actually a sort of history of abortion law in the United States. So uh-huh. if you want someone who can talk about something like that, uh, again, give us a call at uh, 229-BABY, 229-2229. Well, there you go. And again, folks, I encourage you, uh, make sure that you go to the event. You're going to really have a wonderful time. And also, John, real quick, we're just about to head to our break here. But the, uh, the event that you're doing this Friday, if people want to hear you even sooner than April 27th, they can come Friday morning, the, uh, what day is that? The, uh, the, Friday, the 6th, I think? The 7th. Friday the 7th. Friday the 7th. Yep. Here in Fresno. At, uh, yeah, again, that's uh, the Catholic Professional Business Club of Fresno. You can look them up on Facebook Friday uh, at 7 a.m. Awesome. Well, when we come back, we're going to dispense with the pleasantries of all the discussion of 
who my background, who John is, who I am. And we're going to talk a little bit of hard issues. We're going to discuss the confirmation battle for Neil Gorsuch, why that is so important, even in Deep Blue, or especially in Deep Blue, California. We're also going to, a little bit later today, get a phone-in report from our friend Greg Burt, my co-worker up in Sacramento. We'll have some updates here on Life, Family, Liberty on AM 1680, The Answer. Again, on Life, Family, Liberty, new radio show slash podcast from California Family Council. What you really need is uh, Skip Essick to come in and do... Now, Life, Family, Liberty with this, Jonathan Keller. This is Life, Family, Liberty with Jonathan Keller, your podcast about life, family, and liberty, produced by California Family Council. Or something. And like now, that. here's Jonathan Keller. There you go. That That's sounds my so best, much better. My best Skip Essick yeah, impersonation. I, I, I don't think you should be a, a radio no. deep voice well, man. You know, it's something, and, and I know John's going to give me a hard time. There, there's, there's something about people from Ohio. You know, Skip Essick from Ohio, Hugh Hewitt <laughs> from Ohio. That's our obligatory Hugh Hewitt mention for the segment. Yeah. Th- Not for th- the show, that's for another the segment. Thing, that's another thing listeners need to know. Jonathan loves Hugh Hewitt. More than any man has loved another man. <laughs> I want to find Jonathan? somebody who looks at me the way Jonathan Keller looks at Hugh Hewitt. Way, I want someone to listen to me the way Jonathan Keller listens to Hugh Hewitt. That's right. As in, with utter rapture hanging on his every... I think <sighs> Jonathan listens to Hugh Hewitt every single day, constantly that's, talks that's, about him. Well, he doesn't... Not on the weekends, because he doesn't have a show him, on the weekends. So. Forced... Well, forced. Uh, took me to a uh, live broadcast of Hugh Hewitt's radio show. Weaseled my way into the when, studio. When Hugh was broadcasting, so Hugh recently moved to, on the East Coast, I think he goes from like 6 to 9, uh, 6 to 9 a.m. on the East Coast, meaning that he used to be an afternoon show, but now he's the morning drive show on the East Coast, meaning that he was broadcasting from 3 to 6 a.m., on West Coast time. Yes, you heard that we right. We went down to Southern California, went to his studio, got there at like 2.45 a.m. to uh, after sleeping for about one hour after driving uh, down there. It was about three hours. Uh, it was maybe two. Uh. Anyway, we were there at 3 o'clock. Everyone was very sleepy, but we got to hang out with Hugh Hewitt for a show. So there you go. That is how much Jonathan Keller loves Hugh Hewitt. And I did it again this last time. John, I didn't tell you when I was down in... Uh Orange County just this last, I guess a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, uh, I got done with a Family Research Council event, got back to my house uh, just after midnight. And when I went to bed, I woke up at four o'clock and went into the studio from 4.45 to 6.30. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It was a great time. But anyway, so I do want to talk actually about real things that are happening. Um, we will talk in the next segment here, our, our final full segment, with uh, Greg Burt, who is California Family Council's uh, capital uh, director. He's our director of capital engagement. He works up in the Capitol. He is there meeting with legislators, talking to individuals. And before we get to that segment, though, I wanted to talk specifically about something called the Congressional Review Act, which, again, how, how much more interesting could something be than the Congressional Review Act? Well, here's why that's important. Um, well, John, let me give you. Let me let you take it while I'm finding the audio clip here, so people can listen. Can you explain kind of just the the current state of funding? A lot of people don't understand how Planned Parenthood funding works within the state of California. Can oh, sure. you can you explain how it works, both state of California and nationally? Both they get federal funding, but they also get state funding through Medicaid. Yeah. So, um, the, well, 
that is the federal funding. So the federal funding that, that Planned Parenthood gets, it's not directly for abortion services because federal Medicaid dollars can only pay for abortions uh, in cases of rape or incest. So so some federal dollars go towards abortion, but only for rape and incest was a very small percentage. Rape and incest, not, life of the mother. Yeah, not, not that those are good abortions or that there's no such thing, um, but it's a very limited amount. And by limited, we mean not, not limited as in less than half. We mean limited as in less than 5%. Yes, yes, a very, very small amount. So most of the federal dollars that Planned Parenthood gets, and they do get a lot of federal money in Medicaid reimbursements, like oh, about $400 million just to Planned Parenthood and about $500 million goes to uh, abortion providers throughout the country, of which I think $100 million of that goes just to California. Um, what this money goes to is other sort of non-abortion services, like uh, pregnancy tests, uh, birth control, things like that. Now, pro-life people still object to that, though, because essentially we are bankrolling, we're paying for all of Planned Parenthood's less profitable activity so that they can divert their attention and their resources towards their most profitable activity which is abortion. Abortions obviously are much better money makers than, you know, prescribing contraception to someone or birth control or condoms or uh, doing a pap smear, doing this or that. So all of the Republican proposals have been, uh, healthcare proposals have included a defunding provision for Planned Parenthood. So no federal dollars going to reimburse Planned Parenthood, divert that money towards federally qualified health centers. But there are other streams of funding that Planned Parenthood gets, including specifically in the state of California. In California, we have established a separate stream of purely Medi-Cal dollars. So this is all purely California dollars. And California dollars aren't subject to the federal restrictions against abortion funding. So people can go, right now people in California can walk into a Planned Parenthood and get a free or heavily state of California subsidized abortion uh, and it's paid for by the California taxpayers. So this is another major source of funding for Planned Parenthood. Additionally, there are some federal funds that are channeled through the states through what's called Title X. And Title X is directed towards, uh, a lot of it's directed towards like family planning services and things like that. And a lot of that money winds up going to Planned Parenthood in states uh, throughout the country. In his last week in office, President Obama issued regulations that would prevent states from cutting that funding off from entities like Planned Parenthood. There were a lot of states who were getting this federal money who needed to give it to uh, certain kinds of family planning healthcare providers who were saying, we don't want to give this money to Planned Parenthood. We want to give it to other entities like federally qualified health centers. The Obama administration issued regulations preventing states from doing that with those federal dollars. Well, Congress, with the aid of the Congressional Review Act, which is this law that basically allows Congress within a certain time period of, I think it's like 200 days or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we're going to play a clip yeah. on that when we come back from break here about that. But it, yeah. it allows basically Congress to overturn these rules. Yeah, it allows Congress to overturn regulations recently passed in the last days of the prior presidential administration. And that's exactly what Congress did, uh, including the Senate did so after a 50-50 vote with uh, Vice President Pence uh, casting the deciding tie-breaking vote. Right. So this was a great thing. This is the start of defunding Planned Parenthood. This allows individual states to defund them. Like, Indiana tried to do this, and the Obama administration threatened to take away all their Medicaid funding. So uh, it was. it's really great to see 
good things happening in Congress on the pro-life front. It's huge. And so when we come back, we will play a special clip from Todd Gaziano at the Pacific Legal Foundation. They have a great new website, great new Twitter account called Red Tape Rollback. So we'll talk about that. We will also hear from the CFC Director of Capital Engagement, Greg Burt, reporting live from Sacramento here on Life, Family, Liberty with Jonathan Keller. Welcome back to Life, Family, Liberty here on AM 1680, The Answer in Fresno and on lifefamilyliberty.net. It's a brand new radio show for California Family Council and a kind of a relaunch of the podcast for California Family Council. Very happy to be joined in studio by my friend John Girardi uh, and on the phone by my coworker Greg Burt. Uh, but before we get to Greg, we want to just close a loop on what we were talking about before. Uh, the exciting thing that John Girardi was talking about, and, and it is exciting, is the Congressional yes. Review Act. Yes, because it allows Congress to roll back Obama-era re- regulations, particularly those that related to requiring uh, funding for Planned Parenthood uh, from the federal government through the states. So let me explain, or let me rather have Ka- Todd Gaziano explain. Uh, Todd Gaziano is the executive director for the Pacific Legal Foundation. If you are a listener to the Hugh Hewitt Show in the morning, you may have heard Todd on with Hugh several times over the last month. And let me, he's going to explain to you why the Congressional Review Act is so important, and then we're going to come back and explain what Mike Pence did that was so significant. The Congressional Review Act Uh, which was passed in 1996 and signed by uh, President Clinton, requires every agency to send any rule or guidance document or policy manual, whether it's a major rule, minor rule, or published in the Federal Register or not, they have to send all of those to Congress before that rule or guidance document can go into effect. And then Congress has... Uh, 60 legislative days in the House or 60 session days in the Senate, they use those different terms, uh, to use expedited fast-track procedures to kill the rule. Uh, The filibuster doesn't apply in the Senate. There's a maximum of 10 hours of debate in the Senate, but it can be as little as nothing or 15 minutes. Um, And if Congress ever uh, passes such a resolution of disapproval, it's sent to the president for the president's signature or a veto override. And if that ever becomes law, then the agency that issued the rule can never issue that rule or any rule that is substantially similar ever again for time immemorial, unless Congress passes a specifically new statute that allows them to do that. So what a deal. It's a very big deal because in their haste, to try to score points and to preserve Planned Parenthood funding. The Obama administration rushed through this regulation in late uh, January or or mid-January. And now it's going to kind of bite them in the rear because now they'll have to pass a new law if they ever want that regulation put back in. That's right. It's actually going to boomerang on them because over and over you saw all of these reports, people saying, oh, uh, the Obama administration permanently enshrines Medicaid funding. Yeah, that that was so dumb. Like, totally did not permanently enshrine it. It, it, it. it can easily get rolled back, and now right. it's going to be rolled back more permanently. Right, and that's the thing. It is It is even – a lot of people are saying, well, isn't this just like an executive order? No, this is not. No, Th- it's a law. <laughs> it is a law, and this means now that rather than it being ping-pong, rather than you having a new president in 2020 or 2024 saying, oh, we're going to we're gonna start again uh, funding Planned Parenthood through Medicaid at the states – 
this will literally require an act of Congress to do this. So, well, let's get to Greg now. Talking about things that do not require an act of Congress is the California State Legislature, who unfortunately is doing some absolutely crazy things on the abortion front. Uh, Greg Burt is with us. He is the director of capital engagement for us at California Family Council. Greg, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. So you have been really extremely busy lately in the Capitol, meeting with legislators, talking with staff, working with volunteers. And last week, I know you spent a lot of time there listening to key hearings. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the hearing you were at for AB 569, the new bill by Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher? Sure. Uh, that was last month, uh, Wednesday. Uh, this is a new law that's uh, particularly targeted at Christian organizations um, that is going to prohibit codes of conduct uh, for their employees um, that relate to uh, abortions, uh, sex outside of marriage, and contraception. So uh, more or less it's saying, um, hey, church, hey, pro-life organization, hey, Christian college, you can't tell your employees uh, that they have to live up to biblical morality when it relates to abortion or sex outside of marriage or uh, issues uh, related to contraception. So it's it's uh, really the state going into these organizations and telling them how they need to practice their faith, and it's it's really concerning. Absolutely, it is just really awful to think that you would have uh, the government trying to override the deeply held convictions and beliefs of all these different organizations. And especially the thing that's so egregious to me, Greg and John, is that Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher is trying to cloak this bill in the language of pregnancy non-discrimination. You know, when we met with her, Greg, in her office, she told us, well, I'm just really concerned that anybody would, you know, face termination just because they got pregnant. And Greg and I said, well, yeah, we'd be concerned about that, too, if that was actually happening. But this bill, in fact, does not mention the word pregnancy one time. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. Um, and, and, Greg, you also told us that she really seems to be trying to thread the needle here, that she keeps telling us, well, I'm, I'm not trying to pick a fight with the church. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, attack churches. But tell us about what she said in that hearing and uh, what she is promising to do for churches and other religious organizations. Well, she has promised that she's going to come up with a narrow exemption for um, ministers, and I'm not. And she might expand it to other employees of churches, uh, but she's definitely not going to exempt uh, religious universities or any other nonprofit Christian organizations who who might have uh, uh, codes of conduct specifically related to abortion or sex outside of marriage. Um, so those are not going to be exempt. Um, and you also have to realize that the the sponsor of this legislation is NARAL Pro-Choice California. Right. Now, what what are they up to? I mean, yeah. it, it's kind of amazing that they are reaching into pro-life organizations and telling those pro-life organizations, no, you can't tell your CEO of your pro-life organization or the main leaders, employees of the organization, that they can't uh, get an abortion. Right. And I, I, I can't imagine... Uh, any for any organization to exist, everybody has codes of conduct to make sure that those employees are living up to the mission of the whole entire organization. So, for pro-choice California to go tell pro-life organizations that you can't require your uh, your employees even to be pro-life in practice uh, is pretty bold. And I, I hope people rise up 
and, and push back hard. So. Absolutely. And, folks, Greg is going to be coming to us every week with a report from what's happening in Sacramento. Sometimes it'll be about the pro-life issue, sometimes about marriage and family, uh, the advance of the LGBT agenda in Sacramento, or religious liberty. Greg, thanks for joining us today on Life, Family, Liberty. Folks, we'll be back here on AM 1680 The Answer after the break. Folks, it's been great to be with you today on Life, Family, Liberty, the not new but returning podcast and the new radio show for California Family Council. Uh, very happy to have our friend and coworker Greg Burt join us in the last segment. Very happy to have my good friend and former coworker John Girardi. Hey, still good in to, studio. Good to be here. See, th- what this segment needs is some music from an old Italian man because that's uh, uh, it's always. I, that's, the, I think that's the only proper way to close a radio show. Well, Johnny has the soul of an old Italian man, so if you'd like to sing, you could you could sing uh, "That's Amore" or uh, yeah, "That's All Right." I think I'll that's <laughs> all right. Eh? Um, <laughs> that's all right. We, we yeah. Uh, we, we don't want people to flee screaming from their radio sets. Let me let me ask you this, John. As we're closing this segment, uh, since you will not be with us every single week, uh, but we do want people to be able to listen to you every single week, remind people your website and the information there for yeah. where people can hear you. You can go to righttolifeca.org. Uh, I have the radio show on AM1680 from 9 to 10 on Thursday mornings. So give a listen there. Uh, if you go to facebook.com and look for Right to Life of Central California, we post uh, all of our old uh, radio shows right there on the Facebook page. So just uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and you can hear us uh, every week. So awesome. And hear about all the other stuff we're doing at Right to Life. And you can, of course, find out more about what we're doing at California Family Council at our website, californiafamily.org, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Family, and on Twitter at the at sign, C-A, like California, C-A family. Uh, We will post information about the shows we will retweet different things about the shows and the guests and things we have and you can of course ask us questions that's honestly one of the best ways to ask questions if you send a tweet to us we will see that uh, you can of course also email info at californiafamily.org or email me jonathan k at californiafamily.org and we're happy to keep you apprised of what's happening both in sacramento in washington dc as it relates to issues of life family and liberty uh, folks it's been great to be with you today thanks to my friend jim franklin uh, thanks to our producer brian who we will just call Producer Brian. That's his, it's his title and his name all in one. Wait, I thought Producer was his first name. That's right, Producer Brian. Brian, comma, Producer. There you go. Uh, really appreciate him being with us today. Appreciate the fine folks at AM 1680 giving us this opportunity. And appreciate being with all of you every week on lifefamilyliberty.net. Folks, God bless. Stay in the fight. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>